the Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz podcast. Ronnie K, Sean Drotar here with you. And today on the podcast, lots to talk about around Kirk Cousins and the buzz that the Broncos could be linked to him as, of course, free agency looms closer and closer that new NFL year. Uh, No franchise tag for Case Keenum. What does it mean for Denver? Blake Bortles signs a new extension in Jacksonville. Uh, Why in the world would they do this? I think Sean Drotar has an idea. And then, of course, uh, Trevor Simeon. Maybe not a Bronco next year. That's all on the docket today on the Broncos Blitz podcast. But first, I want to check out our friends at Tap14. Go to their website. Spell out 14 for me. Tap14.com. Spell out 14. Tap14.com. They have all kinds of great stuff over there. You can find their full menu. Uh, and they're one of their newer chefs, Sean, at Tap14, Andrea Varela. Right. Uh, absolutely. they the this is still the little ballpark setup, and it's fantastic there. Yeah. It's getting to be baseball season coming up as we talk to, so, uh, I, so you'll find me there too often. Yes, seventy Colorado beers on tap, and my favorite, the hundred uh, the hundred Colorado distilled spirits. I, I'm at like twenty twenty five. Do you have a personal fave? Oh boy, a lot of uh, them. Yeah, it's a lot of <laughs> All them. Of I'm, them? I'm, I'm more on the beer side myself, and I All think right. I've had. Uh, I've, You've had what? Is it a quarter of the color? I've had about twenty five percent. So we're probably, working our I'm way up. Probably at seventy five. Oh, okay. You're a savvy veteran. It's a tap fourteen. Be sure to go to their website. Spell out the word fourteen. Tap fourteen dot com. Let's start with Case Keenum. No franchise tag for Case Keenum from the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, were you expecting this, Sean? What does this mean for Denver? Yeah, I'm not surprised that he wasn't franchise tagged because you're talking about a roughly twenty five million dollar franchise tag, and I, I think. For Case Keenum, that's something that you don't need to do. I don't think you need to spend quite that much. And you know he's comfortable in Minnesota. You know Minnesota's comfortable with what they did. So I'm not surprised he wasn't tagged. I I think there will still be some negotiations there. But what it does do is it means that the Vikings might be in the mix for Kirk Cousins. Because now all three of their quarterbacks, uh, including Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Bradford, they're basically all going to hit the free agent market. So if they wanted to, the Vikings could make an offer for Kirk Cousins that we can, would be competitive. And on top of that, they're probably the most enticing spot, the closest to the Super Bowl. Well, and if you franchise tag Case Keenum, that number we expect to be around the 23-25 range. Yeah. That means your contract negotiations, if you were to extend him for a longer period, start there and go up. It's, that's, it's, yeah, that's what happened to Washington and Kirk Cousins exactly. the last couple of years. Part of the reason they couldn't get a deal So done. it makes sense not to do it. I mean, I, I kind of look at Case Keenum, you know, if I was to to put an analogy to it, he's kind of like a used car. And you know that used car is there. And it's at a cheaper rate. But it's a good used car. But then down the line, you know, in about two weeks, there's this brand new car coming out. That 2018-2019 version, that being Kirk Cousins. So you want to open up your opportunity to check out the new car before you commit to the used car. But I think ultimately, does Minnesota go with the used car in 
Case Keenum. I don't think they end up spending that kind of money. I think at the moment the team most likely to spend the big money is the Jets, but it depends on what Keenum wants. Sure. If Keenum wants a team that has a, a good line to the Super Bowl, I, I think that the Vikings provide a very good option. I think they're an outstanding team. We saw their defense last year. And you think if they add someone like Cousins, they're probably, if not favorites, they're certainly right in the mix to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So I, I think they will kick the tires. I think they'll call him and, and see how much, you know, there's always a, a balance of how much he wants to win compared to how much he wants to of make. Sure. And uh, I think you hit it on the head. Keenum, they know what they're getting in Keenum. Keenum knows what he's getting in the Vikings. That's a pretty natural fit. Assuming that they don't get Cousins and he just wants to come on back, I think they can make that fit. So, yeah, I think the Viking strategy is try Cousins, see if he wants it. If he doesn't, that's okay. Just call Case Keenum back and, and uh, you know, pretend that he was their guy all along. Well, and you'll go back to Case and say, you know what, Keenum, Case, we, we love We talked to you. Kirk, and, uh, boy, we, we just you didn't like it. You were always our guy. Is there an option or a, a realistic scenario where Case Keenum is Denver's starting quarterback week one next year? If the Vikings sign Kirk Cousins. Sure. I, th- he, I think he'd be in the mix. If Kirk Cousins is not available, he signs with Minnesota. Is Case Keenum basically plan B, the best potential guy that Denver could be looking at in the event where Kirk Cousins is not available? He might be, and in part because where the Broncos are compared to where the Jets are, the Jets may not be interested in him. Keenum's obviously not quite the same kind of quarterback, so he, he could be. I could see that if, if Cousins landed in Minnesota that maybe Keenum would be the the odds-on favorite to be the Broncos starter. I could see that because I think the very Je- easily. I think the Jets are very much in kind of like Denver's scenario, but a little bit more towards favoring a rookie quarterback in the realm of Kirk Cousins or bust, yeah. or Kirk Cousins or rookie quarterback. It does feel to me that Denver could slot a veteran guy like Case Keenum in and be a little bit more comfortable with that. Well, they haven't been very good at selecting him, right? Sure. So we know sure. that in the cases of Brock Osweiler and the cases of... Paxton Lynch, they've missed Paxton Lynch. It's only the second year, and they've already pretty much decided, all right, that's enough of that. Sure. So if you're the Broncos, you probably don't have a lot of faith in your ability to pick the right guy, and nor should you. So I think the idea of a veteran player, even if he does have certain limitations, probably appeals to John Elway a great deal if he wants to win immediately as well, while Von Miller and Chris Harrison, all those guys are still in their primes. Absolutely. Of course, we talked about windows in previous podcasts. It feels like Denver's window is a little bit more extended than the Jets. Or it is a little bit more cracked open, per se, where I think that veteran quarterback certainly could help them. Although, I obviously, I think we both agree Kirk Cousins is really the, the guy they want. So let's move on to Blake Bortles. He signs the extension. Three years, $54 million. This is quite a bit of money to give to a guy whose completion percentage for a career is under 60%. He really hasn't seen any success up until this year, and I think most people would agree, at least it'd be fair to say, the defense carried that Jacksonville team. Why'd they do this? Well, they were Why? They're in a weird spot because remember, Blake Bortles had a wrist surgery after the AFC championship. Sure. And the way the, the league's contract works, that it he got the wrist injured in the game, so if he wasn't ready to and they don't play it in March, but if he wasn't ready to play a game that the day the new league year starts, because they had already taken on his fifth-year option, there would be no way they could move on from him because if he was injured in the game, and if he's injured in the new league year, they'd have to do it. Now, there were words that if uh, he was close and they decided not to do it, then Bortles' representation might decide to uh, file a grievance and all that stuff. Well, they, they just decided to get all the way around it and say, all right, we're on the hook for him for $19 million this year. So they made a deal, extended that out. Now they're only on the hook for $10 million this year, so they keep their guy 
and they add an additional $9 million to spend under the cap. So I think it makes sense. The catch is that they really are given the, the dead cap money. They're bound to Bortles for the next two seasons. If they wanted to get out from him after the uh, 2019 season, the dead cap it is $5 million, which is a big hit, but uh, something that they could move away from if they really couldn't stand it. Sure. But it, uh, it's a calculated gamble for them, but I think it's a gamble that makes sense because of the amount of money they saved up front this season. Yeah, see, I, I still, I look at Blake Bortles and I say, can you win a Super Bowl with him? And I, They got the one answer, game away. The answer is Two no games, to I guess. me. The answer is no to me. And look, the, the AFC West, the AFC in general, was very top-heavy. So it was Pittsburgh and it was New England, and, and that was really ev- everyone it. And else I, was a I decent get that gap they got them. to the AFC Championship game, but I, I still look at it and I say, you're not going to win a Super Bowl at Blake Bortles. It's great that you committed. It's like it, it's great that you committed to a restaurant to go eat because you're really really hungry. But if that restaurant is Applebee's over a, a, a very high profile place like a Tap 14, I want to go to Tap 14 instead. So I, I get it, signing uh, you know the guy and saving a little bit money. Just binding yourself to a guy that you know isn't going to win. But uh, unless hey, you felt maybe like maybe you, or maybe you knew you were going to have to. Maybe he wasn't going to be healthy sure. by the time the new league year started, and you're stuck with him anyway. So you might as well save the cash. Three years, fifty-four million. Does this affect other negotiations moving forward? It does in in a couple of ways. Just as the Garoppolo contract raised the bar for what Kirk Cousins sure. might get. The truth is that Bortles might knock it down a little bit. Not much. I think that it's not so an apples. a good thing for Denver. Uh, it could be. It's not an apples to apples comparison, but certainly when you look at the fact that, uh, yeah, he got his contracts extended, but uh, he's not making a, a huge amount of money for it, despite the fact he did take his team to the AFC Championship, it might knock it down a little. It maybe means the Cousins doesn't have to break $30 million. Maybe he matches Garoppolo's or has a better up front or something like that sure. where the numbers are a little more palatable. And if that number is 2 to $3 million per year, the truth is for the Denver Broncos, that's a, a big difference for them because it's one less player they have to move away from. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap14. Uh, last thing, Trevor Simeon, who... Here in Denver, uh, I think it's fair to say. And their starter for the last two seasons. If he's the starter next year, Denver greatly failed the offseason. But he is a very cheap option as a nice backup, I think everybody would say. Now, reports of trading Trevor Simeon uh, are out there. That uh, first by uh, Mike Kliss at 9 News here in Denver. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Should Denver really be moving on from Simeon? And why? You know what? I I don't think they should. And here's why. Because I think Trevor Simeon knows coming into the league as that seventh-round pick, uh, he wasn't meant to be the starter at any point. And I think he's played enough to understand, okay, he's probably not a starting quarterback. But Simeon's a smart guy. He's a guy that his teammates like. They named him a permanent captain at the beginning of the year. He's never thrown them under the bus. I would think for a lot of teams that if that's your backup, you feel okay about it. Very there, good. there are no ace backups in the NFL. It doesn't happen. You need a guy who can be professional and, and basically just not kill you out there. And I think in that case, Simeon's as good as anybody, and he is very, very inexpensive. So I think there will be a market for him. I don't think the Broncos are going to get anything huge. But uh, as for me, I kind of look at it, and if you're making a change, I'd move away from Paxton Lynch because, one, you save a decent amount of money that way, and, two, it's tough for, to bring in someone else and have the specter of this former first-round pick, recent first-round pick, kind of looming over your shoulder. So I think it makes life a little more difficult to have him around. But then again, 
given the money situation for him and given the fact he kind of flamed out so badly, uh, maybe there aren't teams that are interested and maybe the Broncos are reading the tea leaves and thinking we're just going to have to stick with Lynch and uh, hope he can handle the backup it's, job. It's, it's the way the team is built that inclines me to say that they should be keeping Trevor Simeon because he is so affordable. And look, again, I think nobody really pegged Trevor Simeon as a guy who's going to be a, a, a guy who could really start 16 games over and over and over year and after year. Ever. Ever, <laughs> yeah. period. He's always been known as this guy who's like, he's a fine backup, maybe uh, at his best, a tail end starter who's in the 20, 25 range as far as quarterbacks range in the NFL. Nobody really looked at him as a starter, but as a fine backup who's very, very cheap. I agree with you, and I hate to sound like a broken mirror or a broken record, but moving on from Paxton, I think, is more important because he will always be in the back, and there always is going to be something in the back of your mind as a starting quarterback, unless you're a guy like a Kirk Cousins who's paid a ton of money that said, man, John Elway really liked this Paxton Lynch guy, and I'm pretty sure he wants to give him every opportunity to win the job. And is that fair to me? I don't know, but certainly going to be interesting. Uh, Let's just say they do end up moving Trevor Simeon. I mean, Simeon's easier to move. It's that simple because he does have a track record of playing a little bit, and he is in the last year of his contract. After the next season, he's an unrestricted free agent. Can they get anything in return? Maybe a a late-round pick? Sixth-round pick, maybe. At best? Yeah, I think that's about it. What's the better value to have? It's better to have Trevor Simeon, isn't it? Depends on what quarterback you get. If you go get Kirk Cousins, doesn't really matter. Because if if you go get Kirk Cousins and he gets hurt, your backup doesn't make any difference. Your season's toast. It doesn't make a difference in that regard. Now, if you have go get a rookie, it does matter. You want a guy that probably has started a few games. And you have at least an idea of what he can be. And so I think Simeon's a better fit there. But... Uh, We'll have to see what it what happens there. It's not impossible. If the Broncos wanted to dangle Lynch, look, there's always there's 31 other teams, and it just takes one to say we liked him out of college, and I think that our coaching situation is better than the Broncos' coaching situation, which uh, you probably are right. So in in that case, you, you know, maybe it could be one of them. Maybe it could be both. If I'm the Broncos, I don't really have a problem moving away from Lynch and Simeon. If you go get the guy you want in free agency, you try Chad Kelly as your backup. You bring another veteran into camp. If Kelly can't hack it, you just dump him and keep the veteran. I think that's a good idea. It feels to me like the Broncos basically need out of the three quarterbacks that were active this year. And Brock Osweiler's an unrestricted free agent. They're not bringing him back. It feels to me like they kind of need a clean sweep out of that room yeah. for whoever comes next. Yeah. Yeah, it, it feels like you, you had... I mean, let, let's uh, say you pick Baker Mayfield, and now Paxton Lynch, who was drafted only two years ago, was over his shoulder? How does that work? Yeah, yeah. It feels like you had bed bugs in the bed, <laughs> and it's like, as opposed to like changing just the sheets or, or the mattress... You need to just set the whole, whole bed on fire? You need to reset the whole thing. Yeah. You need to change the carpets and the drapes, everything, because it was, that's how bad it was last year, and I, I do think there it's a nice, cheap option, but there is something to be said by saying, you know what, we're just going to hit completely reset on this position. That's how bad it was last year. But in the realm of... Uh, I assume this makes... Paxton Lynch the backup and that they would be keeping him but let's just say because go back to what you were saying about if they do get a Kirk Cousins and and they really don't need backups anymore does this kind of sniff a little bit more towards the idea that Kirk Cousins could be coming here in the idea that they want to move Simeon the only the only knock on the Kirk Cousins addition would be the potential money because yeah, he course. solves problems, you, you know who your starter is. That's done. Uh, your your backup doesn't matter as much. It, gi- it gives Denver confidence to maybe make other moves. So yeah, I, th- I think that 
Cousins is the best fit for the Broncos. The question is, can they afford it? Is it a number that they they can get to that they're comfortable with? And uh, if it gets to the 30 million point, I, I don't know if the Broncos are interested in doing that. If it hovers around 26, 27, I think they'd jump. I don't know if we've actually done this, but if we have mm-hmm. in previous podcasts, call your shot. Where's Kirk Cousins? As of today, I think he'll be with the Jets. Really? I think the Jets are willing to roll up the old Brinks truck and say, you can have it. And where does, uh, who is starting at quarterback for uh, Mile High Stadium, the unnamed stadium, day one, week one, next year? Josh Allen. Oh, no. <laughs> the one guy I don't want. But, I, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I think is going to happen at the moment. Okay. Things change. We'll see. Things change. The, sure- the, the combine starts tomorrow as we record this, so maybe things will change. But I just look at John O'Way's infatuation with tall, strong-armed quarterbacks, and uh, there's another one right there in Josh Allen. If, if he uh, if he's around when they pick five, I just don't know if you know. It's like it's like a, it's like a guy with a gambling problem, and you know you just can't be walking past the slot machines. Josh Allen is just a slot machine for John Elway. He's not going to be able to help himself. If he's All there. right. I think we, we call this a tease in the industry, but I think we now have our topic for our next podcast. Josh Allen is a Bronco. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be sick. <laughs> hey, uh, of course, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast. You can find previous uh, episodes of the podcast on the website, milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. Of course, thanks to our friends at Tap 14, 19, 20 Blake Street. Sean Drotar said it earlier. As summer approaches, even spring, of course, the Rockies in action down in Arizona. They'll be back up at Coors. Tap 14, just a hop, skip, and a jump from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap. The 100 Colorado Distilled Spirits. Chef Andrea Varela. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Terrific rooftop views. And, of course, go check out the game all weekend long, too. They got brunch over there on weekends as well. Oh, the brunch is delicious. Oh, yeah. And it's okay if it's cold outside because it's heated on the rooftop. Absolutely. Tap14.com. That's Tap14. Spell out the word 14, Tap14. Be sure to check out previous archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast on our website, milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com.